calling all psychonauts. May you enjoy the days through the haze. Enjoy what is now. This episode of the Slightly Fuzz podcast is sponsored by Bud Tea Company, a cannabis apparel brand from Maine. Check them out at budteco.com. That's B-U-D-T-E-E-C-O.com. Or follow them on Instagram at budteco. Tell them Slightly Fuzz sent you. All right, Schaefer McComber, also known as Bloodshot Buffalo. What's up? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Been I'm excited that you're on here because you have a new single. Can you call it a single when it's 19 minutes long, or is it like its own EP? <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I I was looking at a couple places where I could put it on vinyl, and it's either put it on just one side and just have a one-sided half-ass vinyl or like a seven inch, but it wouldn't fit. So yeah. And I can't really split it up in half cause that'd be kind of weird. So I'd say it's a yeah. single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to play it in its 19 minute glory. Uh, but we're going to work for... up, we're going to work up to it. Um, yeah, totally. So let's start at the beginning because I spent the last week or so listening to a lot of your music and i had heard some before but I, I tried to listen to a lot more and i didn't realize how much you really had out there yeah. and apparently you've been busy in just like the last couple of years has all of your stuff come out in like the last like two three years maybe about three years yeah three it's years. uh i it all started with just uh you know people just telling me that i should put my stuff out there and um when i started doing that uh were you just like playing for people at that point or did you know how to record music did you have a home kind of setup i had or what? i had a home setup but it was really uh like that's the thing man like all my other stuff i i was just recording like that was just my hobby pretty much at that point like i wasn't in a band i was but not until like halfway maybe like a year into recording this stuff uh i started dear lord and that's like a whole other thing but it's kind of the same thing because i still write the stuff for that too but um uh yeah so i mean i started doing that but it was just a hobby and i was just putting it out and i had just learned how to put stuff on spotify and all the streaming platforms and stuff and it's kind of it was like a learn as you go kind of thing and Mm -hmm. um it wasn't the best quality uh it hasn't been the best quality for a while um and I was aware of that. I was just not really trying to do much with it other than just get it out there for people to listen to. But um, as of recently, uh, my buddy Dave, he asked me, he's like, you know, like, what would you need to like step it up? I'm like, I, I need an interface and I need a like a recording, like a real recording software. And uh, I was using BandLab before, which is like a free app almost it goes on your computer and your phone and all that so i would just pretty much splice stuff together like that but um it wasn't professional or anything uh by any means and that's how i recorded all my stuff but then my buddy was like well he just he gifted me this uh quantum 2626 uh thunderbolt interface uh by personas and it just totally stepped it up so i wanted to start recording with that and um I'm using studio one and I'm learning how to actually record stuff. That's like in stereo and you know, sounds better, you know? So it's like substantially better than the other stuff, but I've been doing it for a while. 
Just trying and to how do you, you know to to put in like drums and stuff? Was it just all like just messing around with the stuff as you went, or did you play that stuff? Do you have do you have drums, or was this all like programmed in? Or no, I was yeah. So I I play drums, I play bass, and oh, guitar, okay. and I sing, and I would just start it with a drum track. I would just improv, which is still the way I do it. It's just I improv just one take on drums all the way through. And then I throw bass over that, guitars over that. And then for the next few days, I just kind of like clean it up, new revisions, new revisions, and then write lyrics for it while I'm at work. And then do that. And then it used to be way simpler. Like now I'm spending days, weeks on one song now. And, and before I was spending just a few days, but it was just more of like a creative creative outlet kind of thing something to do after work and uh now it's turning into something that i actually really want to take seriously and yeah step it up you know well you put out an awful lot of of like full albums i mean that 15 some songs on, on some of these things i think and, and you put yeah. out a lot of it so you know how how fast were you going through these things were you, you know you're just <laughs> pumping out albums like every couple months you're just like here's another yeah. album did you have people yeah. to bounce these off of? Did you show them to people? You know, were you, what were you doing with this kind of stuff? I had, I had a few friends that I would show them to. And, uh, just like a few of my best friends, I'd just send it to them. And then they started saying that I should just upload it. And then I started uploading it and uploading it and uploading it. And I didn't have any, like, you know, it's hard, man. Cause there's like, you know, uh, record labels look at like how you release things and, and, uh, you know, the, formatting for the songs and the, you know like the you know ha the quality of the songs and all that stuff and like i was just paying attention to the writing quality of it i just wanted to just get better at songwriting and progress at that so i wasn't paying attention to the uh at the quality as much as as much as just learning how to write good songs and so i would just i'd feel confident in like writing like a song a day or like two songs a day sometimes. Um, and then I would, after like, like maybe up to a month, I'd, I'd be like, well, I got another nine, 10 songs that I really like out of these 20 songs that I had just recorded. So I'll put those on an album and just throw it out there. And then yeah. that's what I just started doing. So, and it seemed Did to you have any to work. sort of like, you know, goal for what Bloodshot Buffalo really was because a lot of the albums sound cohesive, but like I listened to Civilian Assault, which was like a way more like thrashy, punky vibe. Yeah. Were you just kind of experimenting with stuff and you were like, fuck it, whatever comes out, I'm doing it? Or did you, I mean, were you like, it needs to sound like Bloodshot Buffalo or, you know, so how did you, how did you think about it? Civilian Assault was actually uh, kind of a funny album because uh, it has so much history behind it uh i was in high school uh, i was in a two-man thrash band with my best friend uh jake and um we we just we just did like thrash and it was just guitar and drums and uh played a bunch and in the local scene it was just like we were one of the one of the bands in the local scene that played shows all the time and we we you know we fell apart uh right after high school and then later on i'm like you know what i really like those songs and they're really nostalgic for me and everything so i wanted to redo them because they didn't have bass 
before and they didn't they didn't have any kind of like i felt like you know why not make a bloodshot album that's called civilian assault and it's just all the civilian assault songs so some of the albums have that kind of thought process behind it um but it was more so more so just like i listen to bands and then i'm like i want to kind of replicate my favorite parts of certain bands like i see you got the truck fighters thing behind you there like that's yeah. my favorite band of all time like well one of the oh, favorite really bands, but oh yeah like nice <laughs> absolutely cool. yeah yeah they're like i mean it's a huge list of my favorite bands but i i listen to bands like that and just on repeat on repeat on repeat and then i kind of want to see if i can do it or something yeah. like it you know and i'm not saying i'm like oh yeah i'm just as good as truck fighters like not saying that at all but i uh i want to see how close i can get to the you know the rhythm of the songs or like the structure of the songs or anything so yeah i just so i didn't i didn't make it through all of your albums but i did hear uh, i'm looking at my list here void uh void rider black magic motor uh becoming absence obviously i think that was about the time we started kind of talking civilian assault obviously your new stuff are there other albums in there that like have kind of a more of a concept to them like civilian assault or are they all kind of in the same i don't know you know their genre feel whatever they're more yeah like i i think I'm trying to think like if any of them really have like a concept like uh i was listening to a lot of uh listening to a lot of asteroid and a lot of uh truck fighters and electric wizard uh when i did void rider and i wanted to do like an actual like start to finish like doom album like because i was i was you know I, with with most of the albums i was playing around with like a little bit of like surf surfy kind of stuff and like heavy psych and like old school rock and roll and stuff like that. But I wanted to like, try to actually put something together with, uh, with void rider. That was like a cohesive, like it's all doom, like actual just classic, my, my version of like classic psycho psychedelic doom. And, um, you know, some of the other albums, most of the other albums other than void rider and becoming absence, uh, they're all pretty much just songs that were just thrown together. There was no real concept. Um, Void Rider had a concept, or well, it kind of had a concept about like a like I, I really like storytelling with songs. So, like Void Rider was mostly about a guy going on a Harley through space and going to some other planet and harvesting space dust. I, I talk about that a lot. And it's just some made up fake drug, but you know, like stuff like that. I like to, uh, I like to tell stories like that and try to come up with concepts, but not all of them have a concept. So, but yeah. At what point did dear Lord come into the picture? Was that like in the middle of this, these kind of projects or before uh, it was like right around the same time, actually okay. dear Lord and bloodshot happened. Cause I, was just recording random stuff and uh i would send it to ryan the drummer of dear lord and he's like wow these are really cool man we should jam some of these sometime i'm like and i don't it blew my mind that someone wanted to play them with me i'm like really yeah totally let's do it and so we started playing really like the dear lord stuff right now is like really old stuff that i wrote before bloodshot was even 
bloodshot. Um, and so, yeah, it just be, it became a band in its own. And pretty much we're going to take songs. We're going to take bloodshot songs and make them into dear Lord songs. And I pretty much just take like my parts, like, Hey, this is what I wrote. Uh, but you're a better drummer than me. So make these parts, your parts and do them your way. And I tell our bass player, Jared, like, yeah, like just take them and do whatever you want with them and change them, you know, like make them your parts. Um, cause I want it to be our band. I already have my own thing with bloodshot, but I want dear Lord to be like a creative, like openly creative thing to them as musicians too. So, right. um, yeah. so I try to, I, you know, I, I try to keep them separate, but they're relatively the same thing other than the fact that uh, those guys just have total freedom to make it whatever they want to make it. And it's really enjoyable. It's really, really fun jamming with those guys and doing Dear Lord. Hopefully we can do an interview when we come out with our albums. We can do an interview with you. Yeah, you. so I, w- I was going to ask, like, what's going on with Dear Lord? Because I thought that I saw, I, I thought that you guys kind of like, I don't know, broke up or something. I, I, I <laughs> first started talking to you. You were so active with the bloodshot stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Dear Lord hadn't posted in X amount of months or whatever. So I was like, oh, yeah. okay. He must have been in Dear Lord, went solo. Here's, you know, <laughs> this yeah. is just you know making stuff up in my head. But then I saw that Dear Lord posted and we're like, you know, we're working on something, whatever. So what can you tell us about what Dear Lord is up to at the moment? So at the moment, um, through quarantine we kind of we were up and down you know those wasn't you know didn't have a lot of uh charisma because we were like we can't play we can't do anything so i mean no one could so i just focused on bloodshot but with dear lord now that we're opening up to shows and stuff we didn't have a bass player for a long time um like a set in stone bass player and uh recently we got our buddy uh jared and I've been teaching him the songs like off the original Dear Lord EP. And, um, but, uh, we have 12 songs, um, that we're going to be releasing as two albums next year. And, um, and we're going to be recording them like all here. Um, some of it in the studio, I think, but mostly here. Uh, and yeah. That's and we're going to be playing shows hopefully uh, beginning of next year. We got like a show in January, show in February, show in March. So, uh, so we're jumping back into it like nice. as as hard as we can. So I'm stoked, man. It's gonna be fun. Do you have a preference for you know playing with a group of people and, and recording with a group of people versus just you know sitting in a room working on anything that your mind puts together? <laughs> I mean, I. Uh, I, they're totally separate things to me personally. Like I, I mean, doing like doing bloodshot, that's like, I just come home from work, smoke some weed and start just riffing on stuff and mixing stuff and just kill time with that and try to be productive with music. But, uh, but jamming with people is like, like, and, and, you know, um, bouncing ideas off of people and doing all that. It's, uh, that's, uh, totally totally different thing that i actually really enjoy doing um especially with these guys it's but it's but it's just different it's like it's cool to get their input it's cool to uh you know just sit down with those guys and try to make something really cool and um and be able to play shows 
I mean, you yeah. wouldn't be able to play shows on your own. So that's what people tell me, man. They're like, yeah, you know, when are we going to see Bloodshot live? I'm like, it's just me, man. <laughs> you know, come to a Dear Lord show. It's like the same yeah. thing. It would be the same thing, just different songs. But yeah, well, it's cool that you have both because yeah. it, especially maybe it's just with this genre more than, than others, but there seems to be a lot of like solo projects. I mean, a lot of solo projects and they mm-hmm. sound great. I mean, people have figured out how to do the home recording. They figured out how to either program the drums or just play a shitload of instruments really well for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and they smoke weed and they play and they write and they, you know, figure it all out, man, which is really impressive. And I, I've said this on the podcast before, like I am always so fascinated by like the recording part. I'm not mm-hmm. really honestly that interested in like the playing live part. I like going to shows, but I don't know that I want to be the guy up there. But totally. like sitting yeah. in a recording studio or even, you know, my home studio mm-hmm. or whatever and figuring stuff out, writing stuff, putting different parts on top of different stuff and moving stuff around. That so seems you, so interesting to me. But do you play too or what? No, no, not no. really. I, mean, <laughs> I have I have guitars here. I've played guitar. I played for a number of years. I can I can play a couple of riffs, but no, I don't yeah. really play and I don't have anyone to play with. And and honestly, that's the part that is kind of holding me back more than anything is because I'm like, I don't know how to record this stuff on my own. And I don't want to just sit up here and like, you know, play tabs or anything like that by myself. I have kids, I have other stuff to do. So it just seems so pointless. But if I could figure out like the recording part of it, I might get Mm -hmm. really, get really into it, you know? So I think it's cool thing about like this genre, especially is that there's so many people doing that, figuring it out from their home how to record, yeah. how to make it sound good, how to do multiple in- instruments. And, you know, it, it's really, it's pretty cool. Well, that's one thing that I really like about this genre, dude, that I was going to say, like, you, like you were saying, you know, it's like, like my new singles, 19 minutes is like, and I, and I told you about this too, is like, I, I really appreciate this scene and I really appreciate this genre and the people that listen and contribute and, you know, write reviews and all that stuff. Cause it's like, I think it really says something about them and us. If you can sit through, if you have the patience, like, I think it really says a lot about you. If you have the patience to sit down and listen to 19 minutes in a song, you know what I mean? Like, sure. cause yeah. like a lot of people, a lot of people say, Oh man, like records, like those were the, like, that was the shit back in the day. And it's like, yeah, but like, to really enjoy records, you just got to put it on and listen to the whole thing, flip it and listen to the whole thing again. Like if you can do that, then you can listen to 19 minutes of music. Like maybe not all the time. Maybe you're not going to just put it on at a party, but like, you know, it's like it to, that's what I really enjoy about the genre, dude. It's like, there's people appreciate the feel of it and they appreciate like, yeah, this guy records it at his house and it's just his mind. Or it's like a group of minds that think alike in that way, and it's not—it's not held down. It doesn't seem to be held down really by, um, you know, gatekeepers like too much. I've seen a little bit of like gatekeeping, but like it's not really held down by like you have to sound like this, you know, or you have like with thrash you have to sound like thrash. With death metal you have to sound like death metal. Like, yeah, with stoner rock you don't—you don't. It doesn't have to be a certain quality. It doesn't have to be a certain algorithm. It's like, it's just sit down and press play and smoke some weed and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I had Empty Black on here a few episodes ago and mm-hmm. they're instrumental doom. And I was like, I couldn't imagine any other genre really like embracing instrumental music. And, totally. and this genre 
does almost almost too much. I remember like going on like Mr. Doom on YouTube and like some of those channels that post a lot of people's music and and going like, God damn it! I'm like yeah. 40, 40 minutes into this, and I just realized there hasn't been a single like lyric in this thing. <laughs> totally, yeah. You're like, like I would just always stumble across all these instrumental albums and just be like, there's so many fucking instrumental bands in this genre i couldn't yeah. imagine another genre doing that well with instrumentals dude it's so funny you say that like i have friends at work that are like yeah yeah like i'll I'll send them like a just like a dropbox file of one of my new recordings or something and be like hey check it out like let me know what you think like bounce bounce some ideas off of them and um and the, and i've heard it so many if i had a penny for every time i heard this dude like say well you know really liked it but uh the intro is a little bit long i'm like oh yeah the intro the intro is long have you ever heard an instrumental doom band the whole fucking thing or like have you ever listened to dope smoker like (laughs) you know like only certain people get it man and uh but it's cool when they do you know yeah and I'll, i'll admit i'm not i'm not always the first one to get it i mean i've i've struggled with some like desert stoner stuff that's just way too like I don't know, just floaty, just kind of like just meandering, just kind of all this stuff going on and instrumental stuff and long songs or even really slow songs. I've always, my first reaction to a lot of that stuff is going like, oh man, like another one of these things. But over the last, especially like, I don't know, year or so, I've gotten way more into it and and started to kind of understand it and started to like appreciate it for what it is. Totally. and, and and I was telling Empty Black this too, like environment matters, I think, more than, you know, you you can listen to classic rock in any situation, but like you're not going to put on Dope smug, Smoker, like you said, like at a party. So like, you know, it would be really environment funny. matters. Maybe if you're sitting there smoking and putting on an album and letting it spin and then flipping it over, like those yeah. kind of things do matter, I think, you know. I've I've always wanted to go into a bar and put Dope Smoker on and just leave. I've always wanted to do that just yeah. find it somewhere on a jukebox or something and just walk out of the bar playing dope smoker. Like how long is this riff? Oh my God. Just one yeah. fucking riff for, uh, yeah. Now that's kind of how I felt about, uh, like, and I'm not talking shit about him or anything, but like I saw yawning man, uh, at heavy psych sounds fest. And, um, that was a few years back. And I don't know if you've ever listened to yawning man or any of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not talking shit, dude, but I'm like, wow. Like you, you have to be a certain person to get it, you know? And, and I guess Yawning Man has literally been brought up, I think twice on the podcast, two different guests. And I'm like, I just don't get it. I know that they're like legends and that people love them. Mm-hmm. People really like these albums. And I've tried, maybe not as much as I should. Maybe I wasn't smoking. I wasn't in the environment. Maybe all those things really do matter. But the few times I tried, I was like, I am bored to tears. I don't get it, man. Yep. I mean, it's so, like, that, that's know. just one of those bands. And there's a lot of bands like it. But, like, one of those bands where you're like, okay, man, like, let's get the next riff. You know? Like, let's change to yeah. the next riff now. It's like, it's been 15 minutes. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Like I, 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 there's plenty of times where I've put on Yawning Man, and I'm like, yeah, like I'm gonna be driving for four hours, you know. I'm, yeah. I'll put on Yawning Man just so I can zone out, or if I'm in a bad mood, I'll put that on and like zone out on it, and I'll just kind of stare at the road and just go and go and go, and 
it's good for that but like seeing them live it's just like wow that's a long song man and there's you know like so but it's you know but it's still cool and yeah they are legends and everything i i love what they but i i definitely come from more of like the truck fighters queens of stone age totally you know genre and those are such like pop fun catchy songs that Mm -hmm. i mean it's taken me a long time to get into some of these other things that are are well embraced within the genre totally yeah (laughs) it couldn't be more opposite in a lot of ways so yeah you know it's tough but it's worth it i mean if you can really sit down and and check it out and stuff it is worth it and they're they're mm -hmm. very talented and it it is good music it's totally yeah it's it's i mean it's just one of those things i mean every artist myself included is like our hope for anything or for anyone listening uh is that people just put on one of our albums and pay attention to the whole album like not just put it on in the background or on their phone for five seconds and be like yeah nice riff you know like if you just put it on and you really absorb it you'll totally fall in love with it at least one song like on any of the albums from any of the bands in this genre it's it's cool how like how massive this genre is and how many random bands and random little, you know, bands that no one's ever heard of, like how good they are. Yeah. So it's, I appreciate it a lot, man. It's cool. It's, I love it's, it. it's interesting how broad it is too. Just like the kind of the term, I guess stoner would be the broadest, I, you know, mm-hmm. but there's stuff like Queens of Stone Age, but then there's also stuff like Yawning Man. And there's also stuff that's like just sludge, just slow, mm-hmm sludge and they're all kind of under the same umbrella somehow although all three four five different points of it couldn't be further apart from each other totally whereas like if you go to like thrash there's people that just like thrash that's it you know Mm -hmm. there's people that just are punks and that's it and here it's like you could listen to sludge or queens and then go to yawning man and Mm -hmm. you know appreciate it all which is interesting yeah totally different calibers of music it's it's cool too i mean I, have you ever seen the sh- the documentary uh desert day or desert age desert edge desert age age man i don't know i i feel like i've, I've seen them all now we've talked about documentaries once or twice on here and i'm like i think i've seen them all now i don't know yeah. if i have desert sure. age is one of the best documentaries it's like a it's about all the bands that came out of the desert uh like during like caius and everything like yeah and one thing that they said in there, I think that really resonated then and kind of wrote the script for this genre. One thing I forget who it was. I think it was uh, Josh from Queens of Stone Age. I think it was him. But he's like, if you if if you went to a show back then and you were a band that sounded like any other band, like you'd get booed off stage. People throw shit yeah. at you. Like I do remember. Would, I do, I think yeah. it was him, and I do remember him saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I I think that kind of showed everyone like yeah you can be a stoner rock band and kind of just have whatever dude I mean Hawkwind had a flute player like yeah. I mean you like you can kind of just throw whatever into it it's just a big stew it's it's awesome yeah. dude yeah yeah I know and there, I mean some people get kind of twitchy about just the name stoner but totally there maybe there needs to be a better name but it is interesting that. It's all under the same umbrella of just like smoke weed. It'll be good. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, and that's, yeah, I've told my dad about it before. Like, he's like, what is it that you play? Like, what is, 
what is this genre called? And I'm like, stoner rock. And he just rolls his eyes. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> just, yeah, you just trust me. Just, yeah, smoke weed and then you'll listen to it. And it's this massive mind blowing experience. Yeah. I, I tell the same thing to my girlfriend. She's like, what are you doing again? And I'm like, it's like stoner metal. She's like, when's the last time you even smoked weed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's funny how, how much weed can play into how great it sounds like i mean i've listened i've i've smoked i've smoked weed and listened to death metal and thrash and progressive whatever and all these other things and it just doesn't hit as hard man you know like death metal when you're stoned you're just kind of like chill out dude you know (laughs) like calm down man angry like why are you so mad why do you want to kill babies that much man like it's fucking crazy yeah so so, yeah. yeah, but like the music that you can envision, like driving through the desert with the top yeah. down, that kind of shit when you're high, there's nothing better, man. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of the, well, that's that's a lot of the songs that I write and a lot of the lyrics that I write. Like I've had this kind of, that sounds really pretentious to say it that way, but this kind of like philosophy with it uh, where I, you know, you hear these songs about about feelings and about you know breakups and about like life stuff and like that's cool that's totally rad and i've said this before on a podcast but like i i've always liked the idea of like because i grew up as an only child so i had to use my imagination a lot like when i was just bored and alone it, it was just yeah like come up with some like random little imaginative thing to get you through the afternoon and have fun and I believe that when you're depressed or you're sad or you're, you know, stressed out or anything like that, and you got all these things in your mind and then you're like, you're sad from a breakup. And then you listen to a song about a breakup. It doesn't fucking help. You're just more sad. But if you listen to a song about a guy flying through space on a Harley, that has nothing to do with what you're going through. And for me, that's always been really healing is to like listen to like truck fighters and stuff like that like bands that i could say like actually saved my life and made me feel like like oh i get it or there is something that can make me feel better and it's these guys from sweden talking about driving through a desert like you know what i mean like 100 dude. yeah it just picks up your mind and just takes it somewhere else and you can just chill over there and kind of decompress so for sure and, and what's what's yeah. funny is that like growing up in like high school, you know, new metal was was popular, like corn and angry, angsty, angry kids, mad at their parents. And totally. I felt I felt that because I listened to it and I was like mad at my parents. My parents were like, We're so good to you. Why are you what the fuck are you talking about? Totally. You know, and then yeah. then you then I grew up and it was more like death metal and stuff like that. And I again I was like, What am I so angry about? I'm nothing. I'm in college right now. Like there's nothing to be this. I I was always into that music, but I never never felt right i was just angry because i don't know and then yeah. when it was sort of getting more into like this music and stuff i was like so much happier and i'm like oh it's because they're happy i get it yeah. it's the music that i'm constantly listening to does make a difference to my mood yeah and listening cool. to like cruising through the desert music makes me feel cool and now i feel yeah. cool <laughs> yeah totally dude yeah especially when you're stoned you're just yeah you're like yeah dude space man <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> It's, exactly yeah, it's healing yeah. it's healing to a certain degree it's it's right uh, i don't know i have you ever heard the uh you ever listen to the podcast disgrace land no dude you gotta check that podcast out they're 
they're great. It's by uh, Jake Brennan uh, does it. And uh, it's just a podcast about like, just create it's like he's like a really good storyteller like the the host is a really good storyteller and he just tells these awesome stories about rock stars and rappers and all that stuff but he had one episode about um about norwegian black metal and like the whole thing with mayhem and all that craziness and uh Mm -hmm. he was like yeah like when you like growing up in in norway it's like there's not a lot of things to revolt against there's not a lot of poverty. There's not a lot of homelessness. There's like back then there wasn't like, you know, the government took care of a lot of people. There was a small population. Like there wasn't a lot to be mad at. Sure. So these kids just got like the main thing that they got mad at was like religion and, yeah. and all that. And so they just wanted to be as like evil and satanic as possible. And that like drove them into that whole thing. And so it's like, yeah, I just, I, I think that, you know, like when you, where was I going with that? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I mean, I guess like you know? you know how much music changes your your mood. Yeah, and, exactly. And how you can use positive music to feel positive or, or angry music to feel angry. And, and totally. I mean, black metal is is a very extreme example of it. But yeah, I totally. mean, to- I, it totally makes sense though. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I think I think what you were saying about like yeah, like I don't have that much to be mad at. Why am I so mad? Like those guys work themselves up to be like to hate everything and hate the world. And that was like their whole yeah. music and everything. And I was like, man, I just don't get that. I just, yeah. Don't. Especially when you're from a place that's like taken care of for the most part. And you're in a, right. you have a life where you're just bored. Like that was the main thing with them is they were, a lot of them were bored and they didn't have shit to do. So they just wanted to get crazy, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, dude, but it's not like that with Stoner Rock. So yeah, it's pretty nice, man. Just chill I know. Out. That's why it's the, it's the best, man. It's the best genre. It's it's totally, you know. Totally. Um. All right. So tell tell me about the Swamp Records. You put out records with the Swamp Records. How did you mm-hmm. hook up with them? Are you still putting stuff out with them, or or they put a lot of like solo individual music and stuff? It seems yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Fuzzy Cracklins. Um. Fuzzy Cracklin presents. They 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 have a lot of uh. A lot of really good bands um and it it seems like it's a lot of the bands on swamp records and that whole label like uh i think blackjack mountain is one that i was uh listening to a lot but it's like they're just like like frog lord i don't know if you ever listen to frog lord but yeah. like frog lord like that's that's just one dude um blackjack mountain's not but uh like uh what is it? Uh, Greenhog Band. Um, that's not one guy, but like they're all kind of just like normal people, and it's cool to see a label putting out music from normal people. Like, yeah. So I I gravitated towards that, and I thought that that was really cool. There's a few labels that do that, um, and seem to put out music like that. because uh, it seems like a lot of the people in this genre are like pretty normal people, like just regular dudes that have regular yeah. lives. It's not like this like egotistical rock star lifestyle it's kind of cool so yeah um but i i linked up with uh fuzzy cracklins it's cool because he at the time i know he just he recently moved um but uh he lived kind of like it was like 45 minutes away from me and i just didn't know that at all oh, yeah it's like really like wow he lived in the bay area and i live in the north bay and um and 
so that was cool and it was cool to know that like you know someone was interested and everything and he put out uh or swamp records put out um becoming absence uh so that was really cool that's that's always been like my main dream in life is to have my music on a vinyl like just like just make something to put on vinyl and have it sound good enough to be on vinyl and have people want to buy it and that's like my dream like that's kind of where the dream starts and ends um so it's kind of what i'm working towards but with him it was my first my first chance to have some kind of physical media uh and uh we put it out on cd and i was blown away by how many people bought it and (laughs) i'm just i was like wow really you guys want to buy the like really like i just it's not that i'm not confident in it but it's like it's it's still something i'm adjusting to is people being interested in my music so yeah it was it was cool to work with swamp records and uh i hope to work with them again that'd be awesome with new albums and stuff you know yeah so then after that was freedom through levitation Mm -hmm. which was was kind of around the time that you and i started talking a little bit and um i put out a goofy artwork <laughs> to, to yep. help, help yep. people find that one totally. um was that, that was that for any other purpose was that just a single did you have you know album aspirations at that point or, or what was that exactly that was just a single i i, I think i'm so right now i'm i'm kind of um i'm getting stuff together to be able to uh, put out this studio. I, I went into the studio uh, a few months back and it's my first time actually going outside of the home studio setup. And um, actually this was before I got this updated setup, but uh, went to an actual studio out in Sonoma, California and uh, got to record on this beautiful ranch in this, like in like the basement of a winery. And it was like, just amazing. It's got amazing amazing production on it and all that but right now we're just in the we're just in the stages right now mixing everything so i think building up to that i'm just going to be dropping a few uh singles here and there or like i i've been working on another little it's it's two songs i might put them out together but um or three i don't know if i'll include the third one but I'm just going to put out little things here and there until the, until this actual album. And that'll be the album that I really, really push. It's called uh, electric Trinity. And um, I think it's seven songs, six songs. And uh, yeah, so that's my next thing that I'm working towards, but all the stuff that I'm putting out and freedom through levitation and all that was just singles just to keep putting something out, you know, until then. So just trying to yeah. stay relevant. <laughs> well, I, I love that song, man. And I think it, it it did have a different quality to it. I mean, I don't know. Listening to the the other stuff that you have out there, uh, even up until Becoming Absence, but I could tell a little bit different, a little difference on Becoming Absence too, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like Freedom to Levitation took another corner. And yeah. then now with, with this new single, I don't even know if we've said the name of it yet, but it's Red Star, Blue Mass. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it kind of, kind of follows that same vein of freedom through levitation, just in mm-hmm. sound, maybe quality. I don't know, like sound quality or something. But 
I mean, I feel like you're heading in this, this direction that's going to be like this really massive album. And yeah. I mean, I, it definitely sounds like you're you're heading in the right direction. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot, man. That's um, that's rad to hear that. I uh, I'm trying to obviously not, nothing against any of the other material that I that I no, heard, yeah. but I'm just saying. Like... Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's like I said in the beginning, dude. Like, it, Bloodshot is pretty much uh, like a timeline of me learning how to record. Yeah. And every, every time I record something, I look at the last thing I recorded and I'm like, that sounds like shit compared to this. <laughs> so like, and then I go to the next one. I'm like, well, that even sounded like shit. And so I'm trying to learn and it's all self-taught stuff. Um, other than yeah. that album, electric Trinity that I'm going to be putting out hopefully next year. Um, it's all been just me doing my own thing at home and, um, and I'm learning and I'm, and, and I appreciate any help or any support or anything from anyone who wants to teach me anything with it. And, um, but for the most part, it's just been just like pretty much just logging. Like I learned this new thing. So I'm going to apply that and this new thing, I'm apply that, you know, like, so, so yeah, I, I'm glad that you notice and hopefully others notice that it's going up in quality. It's yeah come a long way from my first album psychedelic roadkill so yeah i'm stoked man so let's check out this new uh single if you want to call it a, a single yeah. a 19 minute single let's check yeah. out red star blue mass right on
so all right that was red star blue mass tell glad us what huh? <laughs> glad glad they got through it if you got this far <laughs> right on yeah <laughs> what made you want to create a 19 minute epic doom psychedelic doom song um nothing nothing uh i wish there was a story behind it um but there isn't i uh got really stoned and just started playing drums <laughs> honestly i just started playing just Im- improving beats on drums and uh and i'm sitting there and i'm sweating and i'm just totally out of it just drumming and i look i look over i'm like oh shit 19 minutes no way <laughs> like i'm like i was 19 minutes deep and i'm like okay i should probably wrap this up that's why it's 19 minutes um, it's an interesting song though because like you know there's a there's a long intro kind of like freedom through levitation but there's almost like th- this this almost catchy like more upbeat part maybe even more upbeat than freedom and then it then it goes off on on like the real like trip after that you know totally. but there is there is like this like little song there for a while too yeah yeah uh yeah i i tried to uh the song is about um the song is about the sun going out and what life would be like uh during that process of the sun going out and turning into a basically like a blue supernova in the sky and earth freezing over and all that stuff and uh i think that concepts like that uh should have like a lot of gravity behind it no pun intended should have like a lot of you know like it should be should be a long song with a lot of different parts because i feel like if that were to happen for the sun were to fucking explode then a lot of different things would happen and it would be long and it would take a long time for everything to die off and there would be a lot of stages that it would go through and i kind of wanted to paint that uh and that's why i made the concept well the song itself was 19 minutes i'm like well it's got to be a concept that matches that you know so yeah i broke it up into little a few different songs you could probably break that song up into three songs like (laughs) if you wanted to you know uh but yeah man but i'm glad you liked it dude I, I did like it. It's very cool. And and I, I like I said before, like long stuff is not always easy to digest. But I, I think if you put the time in, like it's a very cool concept and it, it sounds cool and it does take you kind of on this ride, which is rad. Totally. Yeah, I showed it to my buddy, uh, the guy that does Fuzz Worshipper. And uh he was he's like, Yeah, that that didn't feel like nineteen minutes. Like it, yeah, it, it doesn't. I, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm trying to that's what I tried to do. If it's gonna be long like I want it to be engaging and have it not be like, like, like I said before, I've listened to yawning man before and their songs are really long and plenty of other bands like that. I mean, you know, there's plenty of bands like that where it's like, it's a long song, but it's, you gotta do a bunch of shit in the long song. You know, I, I feel like just doing one riff, like a lot of, like a lot of the older doom bands did like just a couple simple riffs, uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to, if someone's going to listen to your 19 minute song, it should have a lot of parts in it. So yeah. Keep well, it and, and to bring up like the instrumental thing again, I guess, you know, talking to empty black, I was like, 
I think my problem with instrumental music is that sometimes it just sounds like songs that are missing vocals. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with empty blacks EP that they put out, I didn't feel that they didn't have like this, like structure of like verse chorus verse of mm-hmm. just instruments. It didn't feel yeah. like that. I wasn't sitting there going like, God, it just sounds like you didn't have a singer. You know, it, it felt oh. like the music was taking you through the song and there was no verse chorus verse. It was like this journey each song on its own. And I feel like that's how you have to approach long songs and mm-hmm. instrumental songs that you have to imagine that there was never supposed to be any vocals here. It has to be interesting on its own, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually how I felt. Like I love, like I absolutely will. Well, you can't really see it in the background, but telekinetic Yeti, I got like one of their posters up there, but um, with their, with their album, like they only have one album out, but uh a lot of their songs were instrumental and uh, a couple of them had vocals and just random little parts. But like, I was like, dude, like you, I don't know if you've listened to that album, but I was, I was just listening to it like two days ago. It came up on Spotify and I listened yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. And I love that band. I fucking totally love that band. I love the new thing that came out of it. Twin wizard um, with the drummer. He started a new thing, but um, like, putting vocals over over that shit just like made it pop and there were some parts where i was like you know like it sounds fucking amazing but if you could throw in vocals on top of all of that it would just it does the trick for some bands but some bands like um what was it empty black yeah yeah like them like that's like you know if if you don't need if you don't need vocals don't put them in you know but yeah. uh but yeah it's yeah, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna have vocals, it should have. Should have it should be different. It, it shouldn't yeah. just be a, the same songs minus vocals. It, it you know, it should be totally. different. I think it's very different. The approach has to be different, and mm-hmm. you know, the product has to be different. But totally. Um. Okay, so I wanted to ask you. I mean, I might have to have you a second back, have back a second time to talk about some of this other stuff. But <laughs> I did want to ask you about. <laughs> the videos that you make oh, God. because, <laughs> oh, man. because uh, I, I watched some like, I don't know, a while back months ago or something. And I was like, Oh, he makes funny videos. That's cool. <laughs> but then I was, I was watching them today, dude. And I was, I was dying. It was, <laughs> uh, it was uh, the COVID oh. one <laughs> where <Yeah>. the dude, <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard, man. I mean, oh, fuck. you're such a fucking goofy dude. Like <laughs> these videos are so ridiculous. Oh uh, <laughs> shit. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad that you have seen those. Um Yeah, I I have a I have one channel. I don't know if you've seen it, the uh Oh So Dirty channel. Um no. I, I do that one. It's just all funny videos with my my buddy Cody. He's uh he owns the uh, the dirty. It's a dive bar in Santa Rosa, and um, we make stupid videos. And we have a whole page. It's oh so dirty with it's like o h h dot so dot dirty, and um, yeah, we just make stupid videos. And I've been making stupid stupid videos since I was like thirteen, and um, 
I have I fucking have no idea why I make those videos. I I, I mean they're just so they're so ridiculous, but they're they're really funny, man. I mean they're so simple. It was it's like they're short. They're short enough where you can just sit there and just like keep watching them. And the, the COVID one, like what the fuck were you thinking with the COVID one? Where he he calls him and he's like, I don't know. What, what does the friend say? What does the friend say that he says? Oh my god, I um. Something about being something about being dirty or something, right? Like I don't. Know. Oh yeah, no, he's like um, dirty down there. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah, like you gotta get checked, man. What do I need to get checked for? <laughs> he just starts going into like oh he has some venereal disease. Yeah, he's like, I'm dirty. I'm. St- <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, it made me laugh uh, so hard, man. Yeah, and, it's, and uh, I could, it looked like you were like starting to laugh, like as you were recording some of these parts, yeah. and it made me laugh even harder because even you like knew it was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, it, yeah. I just kind of go back and forth. Like, obviously, I do one one over here talking to me over here, and sometimes i like it's all totally off the top of my head i'm like i i don't plan it out or anything i just do it and it makes me laugh sometimes and my girlfriend tells me sometimes she's like don't take those parts out it's funnier when you laugh at it i'm like okay whatever you know yeah yeah sometimes for sure it definitely adds like this almost like that's why people love blooper reels and stuff you know exactly um funny i'm trying to think of what the other one was that really had me laughing the uh the one where you're doing push-ups um, was really funny. Even yeah. the one with like the, the big tuba made me laugh. And God, I don't know if that's the one that I was thinking of, but there was another one that I was just like, "This is fucking ridiculous." I love it. The tuba one was that with that was with someone else, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's Cody. So yeah. that's that's the guy that I do the the oh so dirty with. And oh, um, yeah, you should check out. I'll send that to you after after we're done here. But it's. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous and it's a lot did of you fun. have aspirations of like being some sort of like you know comedic no. actor or comedian or writer or anything you just uh, you're just around no i <laughs> i don't have any aspirations i i had an i had aspirations of doing stand up at one point um but uh i'm not going to do that <laughs> i'm like you know i i'm i i've thought about it at times but i'm like i'm not I don't know. You have to think that you're funny enough to do some some shit like that. I think I'm funny enough to do stupid videos, but um, yeah, there's some people that that's like like I play music. That's my thing. Some people their thing is to get on stage and and be an actor and be funny like that. Like you know, and I just I, I would just freeze. I'm like I'm not that funny, man. You should just watch my videos. <laughs> So. I just I just remembered what video it was that was making me laugh. It was where you had the guy take take your picture, and you're like, "Fuck this <laughs> fucking wall, man!" Fuck this wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. I think about I I dude, I make these videos and then I post them, and then people are like, "Dude, that was a funny video." I'm like, "What did I do in it?" <laughs> like, I forgot. I forgot what I did, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I posted that." God. And then people are like, "Don't take it down." I'm like okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'll leave it up whatever i don't care i don't have any fucking dignity about it man i'm like i don't fucking care yeah I've, I've my my mom saw it one time she saw some of those videos she's like don't you ever think like someone's gonna watch one of these fucking videos and think like this guy's fucking crazy i'm like yeah i don't care man <laughs> like 
dude if someone judges me on my videos i'm like i guess you just don't get it man same with my music if you don't get it you don't get it it's yeah. you know but if you but they're do, very innocent too on. i mean they're not they're yeah. not like offensive or crude or anything really i mean they're just so fucking like goofy i yeah. they, they really fucking made me laugh man yeah uh, <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that's <laughs> yeah that's my other that's my other thing i like music and i like comedy dude and that's yeah I think well the the other thing that I wanted to ask you about was your art too because I had sent you some messages oh, yeah. about your art and you're a very talented artist and thank you <laughs> um I'm assuming you did like the artwork for Dear Lord too right it's kind of got your style in it um I did not my my oh. friend em- Emily Emily Strong uh she did it um she's okay. a tattoo artist um but I've also gone gone to a uh, couple of uh I am not even going to try to say their names because like a couple of these guys in Indonesia, like Steven Yoda or whatever, uh-huh. I don't yeah. even know, like guys like that, that do that kind of stuff. I've gone to a couple of them and um, they've done art for me, but uh, yeah, I, um, I just get, I just get on like a, I don't know. I just get a random itch sometimes to just do, some random art and i got on got on this just this role of like not i think it was right before i got this in this interface and i was like you know instead of recording music every day i'm just going to start drawing random shit every day and so i started doing that but then i got this interface so now i don't do that as much but i've been drawing since i was in like fourth grade just random stuff and um yeah but i i appreciate that man yeah i'm glad you like it you, I mean, you kind of have your own style and, and it's, it's cool. It's thank you unique, but like, I don't know. It's just got its own, its own vibe to it. I really dig it. Yeah. Thank you, dude. And I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. I, I wanted uh, you to draw something for slightly fuzz and you haven't done it, but otherwise, you know, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah. dude, it, you know what? Here. I'll, okay. I'll make you a promise. <laughs> I haven't drawn anything in a while. But the next thing I'll draw is for you. I just, I, cause I'm like, cause I remember, I remember you saying a, a few people hit me up and they wanted, they wanted stuff drawn when I started posting those drawings and I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then another person's like, well, what about this? Like, can you do this? I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then it just stacked up. I'm like, yeah. I don't think I can do all of it, but yeah. next time I do, next time <clears throat> I do get into it, I'll, uh, I'll draw something for you. Well, I send appreciate some, it, man. Yeah, send me some i send send me some ideas. Like I will. Ideas you have and I mean, I've been drawn since I was a kid too. I I was a good drawer as a kid and and, and a good art student. I actually went to college partially for art, and I can nice. I can do all that stuff. But I I really do like your style, so it's it's very cool. And and people should check it out and on your Instagram and stuff like that. It's it's cool. So. Yeah, thank you, dude. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm really into uh like tattoo, like traditional tattoo. I mean obviously but yeah. I'm, I'm into like traditional tattoo style and i was trying to see if i can draw flashes that's what it started as i was like oh. i want to try to draw like a flash of like a like a castle or a wizard or some shit that kind of pertains to the type of music i make and then, then i started doing that and i'm like oh wow i you know i'm every time i draw something i'm like wow i was i surprised myself so it's funny that you, you're you're talking about like people hitting you up for stuff and you you either like not having a time or, or wanting to or whatever is like when i was drawing a lot that was the new thing because i was like out of high school it was like that tattoo age of being mm-hmm. like 18 plus you know yeah and so many people were like well you know how to draw draw me draw me a tattoo 
And I'm like, yeah. nothing would make me happier than not drawing you with that tattoo. Yeah. Like, fuck no. Yeah, and so sure. many people, family members, friends, everything would be like, you got to draw my next tattoo. And I'm like, I don't fucking want to do that at yeah. all. No, dude, I've drawn one thing for someone. No, actually two. I drew something for my girlfriend and I drew something for my buddy, Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Um, and he said he's going to get it tattooed. I'm like, I'm not going to hold you to it. I don't care if you do or not, man. <laughs> like, I well, it's really one don't. thing if you have your style and mm -hmm. they go, I want you to draw your style and I'll tattoo it on my body. It's different yeah. when they go to me and they go, hey, you can draw. Draw me a cross that says I love Jesus on it. And I'm like, yeah. what makes you think that I would want to do that? Yeah, totally. You're like, <laughs> like, no, I don't. Dude, I like, yeah, my, 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 um, fuck, stuttering. Uh, my work partner, uh, Josue, he just got into tattooing and, um, man, it's gotta be fucking stressful, man. Like I yeah. just like, like drawing shit on people's bodies, man. I'm like, I'll, I'll get a bunch of tattoos. I'm fine with that. But like, yeah. I am not, you gotta be real confident to be able to draw some shit yeah. on someone's body. That's going to be there forever. Like right on, man, go for it. I don't want to fucking know. do it. I thought about doing it for a while. I like had a sketchbook kind of like starting to like put this sketchbook together and I was going to go do an apprenticeship somewhere and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. I didn't end up doing it. And I was in college at the time and whatever, but it was like, I like doing my shit that I like to do. But as soon as someone comes in there and asks me to draw a butterfly, I'd be like, I, this sucks. Why, you know, why would I fucking want to yeah. do that? Yeah. They're like, draw a butterfly. You're like, what's a butterfly look like <laughs> it's like it goes out of your mind you're like but it's like if someone I, came up to you and you were like well you're a musician so like write this pop song for me you'd be like why would you ask me to do that <laughs> yeah totally totally i know what you mean yeah man yeah. it's like yeah no i don't i, I only want to draw what i want to draw and yeah like like for you i can probably draw something for you i can probably draw something for a few other people but like um like my mom for her birthday she asked me she's like can you draw me and like our family dog passed away like a few a few months ago or maybe it was like a year ago i don't know but um but right after she had passed away she's like maybe you can draw your dog and me and you and uh penny the dog who passed away maybe you can just draw all of us i'm like i fucking can't do that mom i'm sorry like i can't like I can draw, yeah. I can think of something and draw something for you. Which I can I draw us all as skulls with fire in the yeah. background. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I can draw you all as aliens. Yeah. I can do that. But <laughs> fuck, but I don't know. It's like one of those things like, and like you can't tell a musician to like, Hey, I mean, you can, and there's plenty of people that do it, but like, yeah. Hey, write this song. Like you gotta want to do it, man. You can't right. just, you know, so yeah. same with drawing, man. It's <clears> like, like uh, sometimes I just can't draw what someone's trying. Like my, my sister for her birthday, I drew her uh, a horse. <laughs> All right, dude. So this horse looks fucked up. Dog. <laughs> like, this horse is fucking a dumb ass looking horse. If I can find it, I'm not going to try to look for it. I'll send it to you. Send it that to me. I'll put it up right now. I'll put it right down here at the bottom and we'll show everybody. Oh my God. Yo, this horse <laughs> looks like a fucking big, radioactive mouse like i had never drawn a horse like this thing sucks man <laughs> but she loved it i'm like all right cool right on. yeah you know 
Yeah, but, uh, I got to the point after drawing and painting and stuff for a lot of years where, like, if people would ask me to do stuff, I'd just be like, no. If you want, like, a skull or something, sure. But if you yeah. want anything else, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I can draw. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, yeah, man, that's... I actually drew my first skull for the first time, like, a couple months ago. I was like, wow, I had never drawn a skull. That's actually pretty <laughs> fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude back to basics yeah yeah all right we're up on an hour let's do real or fuzzed okay let's do it so the story behind this one is when i first started slightly fuzzed i think one of my first post maybe my first post was this meme of like the guy that's sweating gonna push the two buttons and it was like how a, a stoner band picks a name and it was like choosing between something about buffalo or something about acid (laughs) yeah and i mean i I probably could have put like mammoth in there too or or something but i I chose buffalo and acid and you commented i don't get it (laughs) which was hilarious (laughs) because your name clearly said bloodshot buffalo yeah and i think that was like the very first post i ever made which you know yeah it's funny Uh, you've been there since the beginning (laughs) yeah i uh i made a special round of real or fuzzed with just buffalo named bands great I'm going to show you 10 Buffalo named bands and you have to tell me if they're real or fuzzed. Okay. Let's see. First one, Lord Buffalo. That's real. That's real. Oh yeah. I gave you one. All right. Okay. This was the, this was the gimme. Yeah. No. Buffalo bud buster. The fur and the fuzz. That's gotta be fucking fake. This is real. Shout out to Buffalo Budbuster. <laughs> Buffalo Budbuster. They play like local bars and shit. Looks like a local bar band. Maybe. I, they play They play in, in our genre. Um, I think oh, no shit. It. Yeah. I so shout it, out dude. to them. Sick. I'll check them out. Yeah. Looks like the label for a beer. Buffalo Acid. Buffalo Acid. It's got to be fake. This is fake. Okay. Yep. See, I was like, you know. It's rad art, but I don't, but I, but it looks like someone put it together. Yep. Acid Buffalo. Hmm. That looks like something you would make, but I'm going to say it's real. This is real. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right on. looks like something out of the early 2000s. Yeah. Yep. Volcanic Rock. Volcano Rock Buffalo. You're telling me someone was like, yo, we should name our band Volcano Rock Buffalo. Well, I think uh, I think the name of the album is Volcanic Rock. Oh, the name Vol- of the band. oh Volcanic. I thought yeah. you said Volcano. The name of the band is Buffalo. Um, hmm. I'd say it's real. This is real. Hmm. You gave yourself away, dog. You're like, the name of the album is Volcano. You can't ask questions, all right? <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Telegram. Capture. Oh, that looks like, that looks like, if that was a band, if that is a band, looks like they would tour with, like, Weezer or something. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say fake. This is fake. Damn it. I thought I could get you on that one. I know a lot of bands, man. I don't know Buffalo Budbuster, but I know... <laughs> Couple, a couple of them. Let's see. Buffalo Tom. That's a big ass head. It looks like my head. 
big ass forehead. Um, <laughs> is that real? I think that's real. This is real. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Buffalo lungs. I don't think that's real. You saying fake? Fuzzed? Not saying fake. Fake. Fuzzed. It is. It is fuzzed. It's fuzzed, dude. The white buffalo. The rapture. The white buffalo. The rapture. It's like a rockabilly band. Um, I'm going to say real. It is real. What the fuck? Dude. (laughs) Have I gotten? I've gotten one wrong. Okay, let's see. Buffalo, Buffalo. dude, like you weren't joking, man. There are a lot of Buffalo bands. Fuck, I'm not original at all. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna say real. This is fuzzed. Fuck, dude, you got me, dude. That's a good one. Looks like a real, looks real. Yeah, that's it. You did pretty good. Yeah, you missed two. Okay, I missed two. I'll I'll live with that. It's fine. Yeah. There, there were some other gimmies, obviously, like King Buffalo and, and stuff like that that I didn't put in there. Buffalo yeah. Tombs, I think, is another one. Yep. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a handful, but mm-hmm. I got you on two. Yeah, you got me on two, dude. That was uh, – I've seen your podcast plenty of times, and I've, looked, I've seen that part. I'm like, what is he going to do for me? What is he going <laughs> to do? Let's see. It's getting, it's getting harder. Uh, I think people are, like, on to, to the gimmick, and uh, it's getting tougher. People are getting better. There's been you a lot of like twos and, and ones lately. Yeah. No, you got to come up with a, uh, I don't know. I mean, that is hard because you got to come up with something, something. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to come up with something new, it's like, that's not really easy to come up with. But I like that you have that on your show, though. You have like that little, nice. you have like a little game show kind of thing on the end. You know, it's, you been, it's been fun, man. Uh, you know, sometimes the conversation is more serious than others and, and whatnot. And it's always at least a part of like, levity where people are just like goofy 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 as shit like there's no way to take it seriously you know you should uh you should put like game show music over it yeah i i need to like i could up a lot of things on here like i've tried to play videos and stuff before and it's it's tough in in this um i need like i need like a producer to like help me out (laughs) yeah dude yeah you should look into it i wish i could help with something like that because i uh I can usually figure stuff out like that, but not all the time. I either know nothing about it or I can figure it out. So, but yeah, if you got a producer and had like a little game show going, dude, it'd be right. cool. I'd sign up that shit. It'd be red. Yeah, dude. So, uh, is there anything else that you want to say about, uh, the, the new single red star blue mass or, or anything else, what we can expect from, um, Dear Lord or or Bloodshot Buffalo or, or anything else? Um well uh I got some new merch coming uh for Bloodshot. Um it's like this well you can go on my page and check it out so anyone if anyone wants it, but it's uh it's yeah, just got shirts, black shirts, white shirts with this new design this guy in uh Germany made. And uh I'm pretty stoked on it. And they're printed on super comfort, comfortable shirts. And, uh, yeah, dude, just that. And then hopefully a new album coming out next year. Uh, hopefully a couple other singles I'll put out before then. And then dear Lord got a bunch of shows in the North Bay and 
there's a bunch of bands I've been hitting up saying that we'd love to open for them. And if they ever come to the North Bay, I'd love to open for them. Like Cadabra, I'd love to open for them. Yeah. Cadabra's sick, man. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that episode or not, but they were a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And the the album is is awesome. So totally. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. There's like Cadabra and Resin and a couple other bands that uh rickshaw billy's burger patrol i would fucking love to open for those guys yeah um like there's yeah there's a bunch of bands but uh if any of you guys are coming to the north bay california hit me up fucking we would love to open for you guys and uh yeah but just gonna keep making music man just gonna keep going we'll uh we'll have you back on with dear lord next time and uh everyone go check out your videos on instagram (laughs) Yeah, if you want to, yeah. Fucking <laughs> so stupid. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. This was nice, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was good to talk to you, man. Yeah, you too, dude. Nice to meet you. And yeah. fucking I hope the podcast keeps going and you get some more cool uh guests on, dude. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thanks, dude.